Greetings. Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled, Tribulation. Count it all joy when you meet trials of various kinds, part three. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning global audience of unchurched, self-study people, as well as those who are part of a church. For anyone looking for greater depths in God's Word with a stronger personal study, we also extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. Our episode last week, Tribulation, Counted All Joy, When You Meet Trials of Various Kinds, Part 2, was posted on September 3rd. Last week we learned the fruit of the trial is one's patience. Our patience is found in our testing to prove it. To prove that it is as we believe it is or that it still needs work. Now, notice what makes this struggle worth it. The grace of patience is worth the trial which it may cost to procure it. From Barnes New Testament Notes. We can note further. Mr. Clark tells us there is also good reasoning for trials. He says, Trials put religion and all the graces of which it is composed to proof. It is a known fact that the reason why they should rejoice in afflictions is that the trying of your faith works patience. We also learned that by afflictions we become by degrees more patient. Notice this from King Comet's commentary. The intention is that the trial you are going through pushes you. To find out more, listen to our previous episode titled Tribulation. Count it all joy when you meet trials of various kinds. Part 2. This week, our study is titled Tribulation. Count it all joy when you meet trials of various kinds. Part 3. Our verse passage reads My brothers and sisters, consider it nothing but joy when you fall into all sorts of trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance and let endurance have its perfect effect, so that you will be perfect and complete, not deficient in anything. From James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. Verse 4 reads in the English Jubilee 2000 Bible, And the patience finishes the work, that you may be perfect and entire, not lacking in anything. Notice what this verse says, that patience finishes the work. What work? Maybe all three verses in this Bible version can help us. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse trials, knowing that the proving of your faith works patience and the patience finishes the work, 
that you may be perfect and entire, not lacking in anything. There it is in verses 3 and 4. First, knowing that the proving of your faith works patience. We can see that our faith needs to be proved. When faith is proved, the end result is patience. Our Bible said, the proving of your faith works patience. This means we need faith that needs proving. If one's faith reached a given level, then remains essentially unchanged, then there is no new amount of faith that needs proving. It is the proving of one's faith that works patience. Now, notice the continuance of the sentence in verse 4. It reads, And the patience finishes the work that you may be perfect and entire, not lacking in anything. But let patience have her perfect work. Let it be fairly developed. Let it produce its appropriate effects without being hindered. Let it not be obstructed in its fair influence on the soul by murmurings, complaining, or rebellion. Patience under trials is fitted to produce important effects on the soul and we are not to hinder them in any manner by a perverse spirit, or by opposition to the will of God. Everyone who is afflicted should desire that the fair effects of afflictions should be produced on his mind, or that there should be produced in his soul precisely the results which his trials are adapted to accomplish from Barnes' New Testament Notes. Notice this statement by Mr. Barnes. Let it not be obstructed in its fair influence on the soul by murmurings, complaining, or rebellion. Meaning that murmurings, complaining, or rebellion are not the good influences of faith proven. These attitudes expressed obstruct the fair influence on the soul. These attitudes are not of patience. Also, joy is not a prerequisite, it is more a result. So we do not need joy in our trials as much as we do need patience. To this point, Mr. Barnes tells us patience under trials is fitted to produce important effects on the soul, and we are not to hinder them in any manner by a perverse spirit or by opposition to the will of God. Most important is that patience under trials is fitted to produce important effects on the soul. Patience, when we are suffering a trial or trials, is what moves us in a positive direction and in a growing way. However, murmurings, complaining, or rebellion move us away from our objective, which is to move closer to God and find that joy 
that Scripture says we are supposed to have. Lastly, we should also make note of everyone who is afflicted should desire that the fair effects of affliction should be produced on his mind, or that there should be produced in his soul precisely the results which his trials are adapted to accomplish. It should be clear in that statement that two parts of us are where trials are aimed to perfect us, either our minds or our souls. I personally think, too, in some limited cases, trials may well be aimed at both our minds and souls, which may make such a trial more properly a tribulation. No matter how this works, we should definitely note that everyone who is afflicted should desire that the fair effects of affliction should be produced. That is, in this case in commentary, produced effects on either the mind or the soul. We are perfecting our minds and our souls depending on what may be in testing by trial or trials. Deeper and more difficult testing, tribulation, should have, on possibly a deeper level, the same end result as trials. Further, we learn that you may be perfect and entire. The meaning of this is explained in the following phrase, quote, wanting nothing, end quote. That is, that there may be nothing lacking to complete your character. There may be the elements of a good character. There may be sound principles, but those principles may not be fully carried out so as to show what they are. Afflictions, perhaps, more than anything else, will do this, and we should therefore allow them to do all that they are adapted to do in developing what is good in us. The idea here is that it is desirable not only to have the elements or principles of piety in the soul, but to have them fairly carried out, so as to show what is their real tendency and value. The word rendered entire means whole in every part. The word occurs only these two places. The corresponding noun occurs in Acts chapter 3 verse 16, rendered perfect soundness from Barnes New Testament notes. Let us look at this commentary passage. First, the meaning of this is explained in the following phrase, quote, wanting nothing, end quote. That is, that there may be nothing lacking to complete your character. If this is about our character, then the phrase wanting nothing, quote unquote, has nothing to do with being physically or financially comfortable in this life. We could be like the many poor people in the Bible 
and still find that we are, quote, wanting nothing, end quote. Again, because this is stated about our character and not what we need or want to live in this world. In the usage of the word character, we are examining. It means simply moral strength, integrity. Even in the meaning of the word, we see nothing that would pertain to our needs or wants. This is about each person and whether they are of moral strength and integrity. Notice how, in the sentence, our commentator explains the meaning to us. He says that there may be nothing lacking to complete your character. Again, and I stress this strongly, that this has nothing to do with our personal needs and wants. It really is about us and the kind of character we exude to others so they see a man or woman of God and not, simply, someone else, whether saved in Christ or not. If we do not exude some form of Christ-like character to others, and we say that we are saved in Christ, yet our character can contradict this in the minds of others. That, in summary, is a failed witness to others who see nothing in us to entice them to be saved in Christ. They may even more keenly see the contradiction that who we say we are is not who we really are. So, what does this complete character with nothing lacking look like to us modern people? Given what I see here in America, that is a real question that needs a real and good answer. Let us see if we can find that answer. That is, let your patience and perseverance under sufferings resolutely continue and hold out to the end. This the Apostle urges, because some persons bore out the first brunt and onset of persecution, but being exercised with diversity and length of trials, they fainted. Now, as if the apostle had said, if we will be complete Christians, our patience must run parallel with our sufferings. Thus shall we be perfect, not with an absolute perfection, but with a perfection of duration and perseverance. Learn that the afflictions sanctified by God do tend exceedingly not only to the increasing but perfecting of a Christian's patience. From Expository Notes with Practical Observations on the New Testament by William Burkett. Notice how clearly stated this is. Let your patience and perseverance under sufferings resolutely continue and hold out to the end. What is this telling us? Well, resolutely means with fixed 
purpose, firmly, steadily, with steady perseverance. Persist resolutely in a course of virtue. 2. Boldly, firmly. From Noah Webster's 1828 Dictionary of American English. So we could also read that statement this way. Let your patience and perseverance under sufferings be with fixed purpose, with steady perseverance, continue and hold out to the end. Question. But when has patience its perfect work, making the Christian perfect and entire? Answer. When there is a strong faith as the foundation of that patience, when there is a Christian fortitude and courage enabling us to sustain trials, when there is an exact knowledge of our duty to bear afflictions with a meek and quiet spirit, with a forbearing and forgiving spirit, yes, with a praying spirit, which includes the height of charity under the highest provocations, when there is found with us an entire trust and dependency upon God's power and promise, and a cheerful submission and quiet resignation of our wills, His most holy, wise, and righteous will, in and under the sharpest trials and heaviest afflictions that can befall us, then has patience had its perfect work, and the suffering Christian, in a gospel-qualified sense, may be said to be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. From Expository Notes with Practical Observations on the New Testament by William Burkett that Q&A should put this into the proper perspective for us. Specifically, we should note this portion. With a meek and quiet spirit, with a forbearing and forgiving spirit, yes, with a praying spirit, which includes the height of charity, under the highest provocations, when there is found with us an entire trust and dependency upon God's power and promise, and a cheerful submission and quiet resignation of our wills, His most holy, wise, and righteous will, in and under the sharpest trials and heaviest afflictions that can befall us, then has patience had its perfect work. And the suffering Christian in a gospel-qualified sense, may be said to be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. This tells us there is a certain perfection we can have in this life. We can even find that we want nothing. Notice, first, these five items we need to possess. 1. A meek spirit. 2. A quiet spirit. three. A forbearing spirit. Four, a forgiving spirit. Five, a praying spirit, which includes the height of charity 
under the highest provocations. Number five says we need a praying spirit that includes two things. One, the height of charity. And two, we need a praying spirit. We need the height or fullness of charity, otherwise defined as love, when provoked under the highest provocations. The phrase highest provocations means any and all regarding of how strong and opposing they are. They need to be treated with a praying spirit, which includes the height or fullness of charity, otherwise defined as love, under the highest provocations. We need to note, too, that we also need a meek, quiet, forbearing, and forgiving spirit before we even get to a praying spirit. That is a tall order that we all need to grow into, becoming better and better as time goes on. The two most important things for us to do as God's saved in Christ people are to improve ourselves and witness His love to others. In closing, notice this comment from Expository Notes with Practical Observations on the New Testament by William Burkett. When there is found with us an entire trust and dependency upon God's power and promise, and a cheerful submission and quiet resignation of our wills, His most holy, wise, and righteous will, in and under the sharpest trials and heaviest afflictions that can befall us, then has patience had its perfect work, and the suffering Christian, in a gospel-qualified sense, may be said to be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Can this be said truthfully of any of us, that we are perfect and entire, wanting nothing? Next week, we will present our last episode in our summer series. Our episode is titled, Tribulation, in Summary. What did we learn in this summer series? Have we learned anything of the positive influences of trials and tribulations in our lives? To find out more, join us next week. Play or download our episodes from one of our podcast hosts. or Follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details follow. All Bible quotes without a citation are from the New English Translation Free Version. We greatly appreciate our audience. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners, followers, and new listeners. Thank you all so much. We are very pleased to serve a diverse international audience. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched, currently an all-electronic Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. 
if you are visiting for the first time, welcome and God bless you. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled, How to Be Saved, at the bottom of any episode description. To learn more about us and who we are, give our episode titled, Introduction, About Us, Who We Are, a listen. In that episode, you will learn more about us, who we are reaching out to, our mission, vision, ministry, and more. Again, a short link to this episode is found at the bottom of any episode description. Find our website at https colon forward slash forward slash the church of the unchurched dot o r g. Please type the church of the unchurched as a single word with no hyphen or spaces in unchurched. Our mobile, tablet, and desktop compliant website has more information, links to many of our podcast platforms under the podcast menu item. We are found on podcast platforms like iTunes, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, and Spotify, to name a few. We refresh all our feeds with every weekly episode upload on Sundays, East Coast Time, USA. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh. Our RSS feed is syndicated on many popular podcast RSS feed platforms. Find us on a preferred platform to follow us as we continue to grow. Now to him who is able to strengthen you, to the only wise God, through Jesus Christ, be glory forever. Amen. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.